Rye Smile Films presents the Rye Watch Along. And now here are your hosts, Matt and Jesse. Welcome to the Rye Watch Along. Today we're going to be watching Prom Night starring Jamie Lee Curtis, Leslie Nielsen. Story by Robert Guza Jr. and directed by Paul Lynch. Welcome back to Rye Smile Films, our Patreon exclusive uh, commentary watch along. This one's going to be a lot of fun. We decided to go with Prom Night from 1980. Uh, this was a film that was remade back in 08. We'll talk a little bit about that because I have an interesting story about about the remake. But <laughs> the reason I chose this, yeah, yeah, the reason I chose this one, this has just always been one of my favorite. You know, as we're kind of dabbling into some horror with doing vampire cask on right proper this this Sunday or Saturday, yeah, Sunday Saturday. Be fun to kind of dabble into some other genres. You know how much I love this little mini slasher subgenre. It's so ridiculous, but this is one of my favorites from there, just because it's got all the tropes, it's got all the for- formulas you want in there. It's got disco, <laughs> it's got everything you want. So we're gonna get into a psychoanalysis of you today. I've got three or four really doozies. I'm oh, gonna lay at your feet. Okay, excellent. Get excellent. to know Jesse this week. Excellent. Uh, for our Patreon listeners, if you want to, you know, if just to make it a little easier, this might be the most widely available film to just pop on streaming of any of the commentaries we've done. So Sweet. Plex, Shudder, Cackle, Tubi, Voodoo, Roku Channel, Peacock, uh, those are all free streaming services. You can queue it up right now and watch right along with us. Nice. So you don't have to go out and, and rent it like you might well, with some of the other ones. So there you have that. Uh, Matt, what are we drinking today? This one's a bit different. Brand new bottle. This is Wolcott's. I've never tried it before. Okay. It is um, uh, bottled in bond. So I didn't even look at the proof, to be honest with you, and it's too dark to tell. But uh, let's give it a test drive and see what we can taste. Let's Here's see what you. we think the proof is, and then we'll look at the bottle. Here's to you, Ryan Nation. Yes. It's a very smooth drink. Caramel. Right I'm gonna at the top. I'm going to say 95 proof. Yeah, I was going to say 85 myself. 100 Oh, boy. Oh, that doesn't taste like 100. Might be a little bit loose by the time the show ends tonight. <laughs> It'll be like a real prom night, huh? <laughs> no, real prom night would be Southern Comfort, my okay. prom. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> We've elevated it a bit. Excellent. Well, Patreons, uh, queue up your film, get mm. your snacks, pour yourself a drink, sit back, relax. We're going to have fun for the next 90 minutes here. You're going to want to queue your film up uh, right where you see a Simcom production. You can't mistake it. It's a very goofy-looking logo, but... Cue it up right there, pause it up, and uh, get ready for us to count you down. Clearly, the SimCom production is an indication of the joyous event you're about to engage in. <laughs> this is going to be a lighthearted romp, isn't it? Yes. Now. All righty, everyone. Uh, just a refresh. We go a one, a two, a one, one two, two, three, four, four play. Go. Yeah, here we go. Yep. Go or play? What do you want to say? Um, How about play? Okay. I think you like play. All right. Here we go. A one, a, a two, two, a one, one two, three, three four, four, play. play. Alrighty, 1980, uh, like we said, uh, Preface, this is uh, another Jamie Lee Curtis Scream Queen vehicle. I looked up prior because I, I knew this would probably come up, but she had done Halloween in 78. Uh, the Fog came out in February of 1980. And then this one, and then she's going to follow that up with Road Games, which is an Australian, hmm. uh, like almost like Duel in the Australian Outback with hmm. uh, Stacey Keach, I believe. Wow. Yeah, it's a pretty interesting movie. And then... Uh, Halloween 2 and 81, and I believe the last one she did was Terror Train, and that's 82. So she's right in the thick of it of doing all of these, and then she did Trading Places, and that was like her first kind of like non-whore big film. How about that? Yeah. 
I always like this opening because these kids, they're playing a very weird, interesting game called Killers Are Coming. Yeah. That's very different than a hide-and-seek that I've ever played. Uh, me and my friends did, though. We, we came up with an interesting game when we were in high school because my friend Carson, uh, he had like this really big house with a big backyard, and we called it Murder. Mm. And it was everyone had to leave the house. We picked one person to be it. And we picked a stationary location somewhere in the house. And if you got there without getting like tagged or murdered, quote unquote, uh, you want you kind of won the game. And multiple people could win. It was so much fun thinking of ways to break into the house without getting caught and hiding in the shadows and sneaking and running and slamming doors. Uh, we drove his mom a little crazy. That's why we had to stop playing that game. Got a little too destructive. Yikes. <laughs> My first introduction into a hard kids game like that was back when I was doing my student teaching. Mm. So I was at an elementary school and it was in the city, shall we say, mm. a little bit of rougher part of town. Sure. And there would be a kid that would pretend they would be in a car mm -hmm. and they would run by all the other kids and the kids would all fall down. And I'm like, what are you guys playing? And the coach <laughs> said, well, this is a game they invented. Literally, it was called drive-by Jesus and then as I continued to watch which speaks to the part of town that I might have been in this true story yeah I noticed that the kid would go by left hand on the steering wheel or right hand on the steering wheel depending where the targets were and run by no tagging just fingers out the door and a gun type pose boom 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 drive-by what a strange game no kidding <laughs> so these kids got nothing on you and me oh no yeah this is I guess a simple game then it just goes horribly awry here in a little bit but uh, slasher movie trope number one, Leslie Nielsen. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> he's, Sorry, he's showing it. up in all the slasher films. This is a, honestly probably his last. I wanted to know why is Leslie Nielsen in this film? Mm. Leslie Nielsen's Canadian, right? This is a Canadian slasher. Yep. This is probably the last straight film that he did because Airplane came out the same summer as this, really? and it was kind of spoof farce after that for mm. him. Uh, so his presence here is just so weird because I'm just waiting for him to do some witty, straight, deadpan thing of humor, and that's not this character at all. In fact, his role is pretty lim pretty uh, small in this. Yeah, it is. But uh, slasher film trope number one, uh, uh, a past wrongdoing that's going to set the basis for everything going forward. So Michael Myers killing his sister in the beginning. This is... Uh, I guess on Friday the 13th, you know, it's Mrs. Voorhees killing those two that are about to have sex. But a more righteous one would have been to see him drowning at mm -hmm. the behest of the counselors not paying attention to him. So what are the crimes of the past that are going to be paid forth in the future? Who's there to witness? And we kind of get all those uh, things teased out here uh, in this opening scene. Okay, so it gets to our first question. But before I ask you, we have to lay the landscape for you a little bit and the uh, listeners a little bit to make sense. Okay. In the volume or the library of slasher horror for Jesse. Okay. Where is this numerically? Is this in the top 10? No, I don't mean favoritism. I mean, insofar as um, when you saw it, is this like the sixth or seventh? When it, where did you watch oh, this? Yeah, this is probably pretty early on. <clears throat> I think I told you off mic when I saw this. So you and I partook in the same public library and there was a series of like, Orange Universal Monster books. That's how we got familiar with the monsters. It's funny. This keeps coming up. This has come up three times now. <laughs> Not even between you and me. This is so weird that you're having. Yeah, I had this conversation on Friday of last week. Don't, with you, our think library we get on, don't you think we should get on eBay and see if we could just buy them? Uh, yes. <laughs> have them. We'll yes. keep them here in the office. Yeah. 
But there was another book there. It was like a horror film book, and it was maybe up to like 92. It was pretty, it was pretty dated and had black and white photos. And this movie was in there, and it was uh, the bully. I think his name's Lou. His head lopped off on the mm. dance uh, walkway, Oof. and it had a little caption. Uh, some people th- get lopped off on pro- or some silly caption, and it said prom night 1980. And I was like, I got to check that out. <laughs> And it was on Sci-Fi Channel one day when we um, kind of came back from vacation, and I just popped it on, and it really kind of freaked me out. I think it was, again, the Halloween uh, component to it. It was set in a neighborhood within the school backdrop. It felt familiar and not, like, outlandish. Like, it was something that could possibly happen. So I saw this one probably around that time I saw Halloween for the first time. Halloween, you were how old? I was probably about 10, 11 Okay, so when you mm-hmm. saw this on Sci-Fi, mm-hmm. I would imagine it might have been a little bit reserved. Like they might have cut a piece here and there, maybe. Um, but, yeah, I think so. But I don't think this is one that's egregiously violent. It's not. No, there's a few pieces, but nothing crazy. Okay, so that do we have this? So Jesse's ten or eleven, and this is let's say in the first three to five you've ever seen. We're because both of the, this and Halloween both mm-hmm. have terrific beginnings with children not doing what we would expect children to do. <laughs> exactly. Fair? Sure, yeah. At 11, mm-hmm. 10, 11, mm-hmm. did you look at that and think to yourself, man, these kids are fucked up? Or were you... I think I think I believed in... Uh... Kill, kill, kill. Like, they, they literally push, like, they, they and they, like... At this point, they should realize, hey, maybe we're taking it a little too far. And, mm-hmm. and then when she gets up, and it's not until she plummets out of this thing that it's, oh, what have we done? And the film's going to do another pretty good job. Oh, no. Yeah. Kind of brutal. I think a, a pane of glass falls off here that, like, makes this even worse. But I think, like, the glass, like, maybe sticks her in the in the neck or, yeah. or something. But the film's going to do a good job earlier of reestablishing us with their adult counterparts, uh, with who's supposed to be who in this, as they're about to take a blood oath. Very, uh, I know what you did last summer when they hit the guy and were like, swear you're not going to tell anybody. Ripping off this film. But to answer your question, Matt, I guess I kind of believed in just an inherent evil that's like, whether it was kids or adults, that they could kind of be, you know, not good and do do bad things. And I was able at that age to kind of discern good from bad where I was. Oh yeah, here we go. Ugh. Yeah. The glass and glad this happens off screen. <laughs> Cause she's probably from that fall before the other pain, probably alive. Yeah. Maybe paralyzed or something horrible, but yeah, you're right. That prop, that was the, the kill shot there. Indeed. And then we're going to see uh, some feet here. We're going to wonder, Hmm. Who witnessed this whole thing? Oy, oy, oy. That's rough. Look at that shard of glass. Yeah. Or it's not even feet. It's just a shadow. Mm-hmm. Even better because, the shadow. because now the red herrings could be a plenty. Mm-hmm. Does that kind of answer your question, though? I, 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 I could kind of decide, you know, like, this is a bad thing for kids to do. I would never do something like that. But the buy-in here is these kids are, are a little twisted. Well, buy-in is the word that I wanted, or mm-hmm. I was hoping we would get to. So you're at an age that is rivals essentially they're a little bit older you were a little bit older Mm -hmm. but the peers on this television show or this movie i'm sorry yeah so i'm curious if that lit a fire because the 
slasher horror embers burn brightly within you, my friend. Mm -hmm. And early on, and I know nostalgia plays a really deep piece in how you consider film. Mm -hmm. So think about that. At an age that's similar, you're exposed to something you had no business watching. Shame on you, parents. (laughs) They didn't regulate my TV. Of course not, me either. (laughs) You had a nostalgia piece Bit in, built into you mm-hmm. before you ever even knew what hit you. Yeah, I'll be the I'll be the first to tell you too. Like this movie's not a masterpiece no. by any any stretch of, of the word, but uh, it is that you're right. That nostalgic piece, me kind of waiting for that disco scene or the when they're stalking in the hallways and they're playing that music. The guys that did the music for this, we'll talk about them a little later. Carl uh, Zitra and Paul Zaza. They did another Canadian movie that we covered on the show, Black Christmas, which had very great atmospheric music. Uh, I think that all lends it to it. It's it's why I always keep coming back to this one. It's the setting. It's how it plays out. It's silly. It's fun. This is what I was telling you off mic was the, I feel like the, it's either a super foggy day or the Canadian, mm-hmm. they just like make it a little bit hazy on the on the lens there. Brush a little bit of the perimeter of the camera lens with some uh, Vaseline. Mm-hmm. Which almost makes these feel like dreamlike, which is, that's odd to me too. Like, why, why would you not treat it as reality? And everyone's kind of very lethargic. The mother's taking the death really super hard. Uh, the kids are all grown up. Alex's shirt is so tight. <laughs> oh my gosh. Not as tight as those curls. Uh, oh yeah, his perm. <laughs> oh. <laughs> To hear the rest of our prom night rye watch along, go to patreon.com slash films and sign up for our single barrel or top shelf tier. Sign up so you don't miss out. Until next time, cheers.